Hi guys, and welcome back to the podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about neuro-linguistic programming. We have a expert speaker on. She's a practitioner. She's also a coach. So this thing is like a life coach thing. Now, I've been racking my brains on how to explain this in a nutshell, suitable for an intro which doesn't bore you enough that you don't want to listen to the podcast, but also helps you identify it quickly. So I could try and give you the the technical explanation for it, which according to online material is effectively a pseudoscientific approach to communication, personal development and psychotherapy, which is not a bad description as, as descriptions go, but the street explanation for this stuff is waking up is where is how I would put it. And to use a cultural reference, I would say it's probably like the way Bradley Cooper felt in the film Limitless or the way Scarlett Johansson felt in Lucy. We're talking about you form a better identity with your conscious self and your subconscious self, which even that is like a lightning rod into your life because you don't really think in those terms. You're too busy thinking about life in the in the conscious way. The best way I can describe this to you is imagine that you're living out your day-to-day life and you think that you're in control because you wake up, you have an identity, you have a belief system, you have habits, you have intentions, you have predilections about yourself and you're pretty confident with that because you want to feel safe and you want to feel that you belong because if you don't belong, then what's the point in existing, right? Well, when you start doing neuro-linguistic programming and you study it, the first thing that you realize is there is a backseat driver. The same way that drive you're driving and there's always somebody sat in the back and said, oh, you know, it'll be better if you take this left. It's going to be far more quicker. It's like that. You are actually in the driving seat, but there are voices coming from the back and that represents the unconscious mind. What NLP is all about is understanding what the unconscious mind is, what it does and how we can communicate with it. It's one thing understanding that we have the subconscious. It's a completely other thing. Communicating with it negotiating with it and in my case tussling with it to disassociate certain emotions or feelings from certain memories memories can become implanted via images or uh, sounds experiences basically anything that your senses are able to pick up on this is how the subconscious is formed what's really irritating about it is the subconscious is more likely to hide things that traumatize you. Trauma is a word that's thrown around so much these days, but if you want to take it back to the etymological definition of the word, trauma just means terrified. It just means something that's causing you pain and suffering. Your subconscious mind, at least according to most people today anyway, is we try to hide things that can potentially cause us stress because a stressful environment is not a productive environment. And it's also not one where you can function to the best of your ability. So your subconscious is hiding things. 
your subconscious wants to protect you. It also has other functions, which is to... So each and every one of us, there's a sensorial upload coming in from the world instantaneously through our senses, through the security gates, if you will, of the conscious self. It's always making its way to the back of the subconscious where it gets dealt with. And as you get older and more experienced, you develop not only physically and emotionally, but also subconsciously. In order to be an efficient human being, sometimes you need to do things automatically. So parts of your mind become automated and you trust yourself so deeply in an, in a way that you don't even realize that you're allowing things to get hidden or you're allowing things to be miscommunicated and misidentified this is the jewel in the crown of nlp for me because when you realize that there's actually something quite mathematical and logical about the way we store memories and experience which translates into how we behave in our current everyday present life it's almost like a sort of whew, it's like a sigh of relief type moment because it means you're allowed to stop beating yourself up so much for one. Like you don't need to keep harassing yourself, you know, like, oh, I need to be better at this or why am I scared of that? Or why do I have a phobia or some weird trauma about that thing? You can now look at things completely differently because you understand that you've just been programmed and not even in a nefarious way. It's just an automatic program that's running in the back of your mind because the primary objective of the subconscious is to protect and to preserve. And it will do that by any means necessary. It's like a hungry warlord. It don't care about, uh, are we doing this in an ethical way? Are we doing this in a way that protects longevity and fruitful growth of this human being? No, it doesn't know anything about the soul. This is an issue about the mind. This is a mental thing. However, when policed and understood correctly, the subconscious mind will act as a wonderful slave and it will serve you in a way that no other thing in this world could because it was designed to serve. It was issued to you, special issue. Everyone gets one and you have to understand it first and then it will serve you and it will be the best decision you've ever made i've only been dabbling in this stuff for a week and the effects are instant they are complete such a cleansing thought exercise first of all to sit down and look at the thing from a different angle and we're living in a time where so many of us are stuck in our own minds and we're living in our own minds and we all need that hand. We all need that arm to reach out to us, pull us and pick us up when we're mentally sat on the floor and we just can't get up. This thing serves as a brilliant aid for that. So yeah, to me, that's what NLP is. And there's beautiful meditation techniques within it. Uh, as me and Mabusha talk about in this podcast, there's revelatory things about it. For example, we all know that we might have some weird fear or something that happened in our childhood um, or earlier on in our life that we know is something that we don't like visiting. 
but depending on how independent you forced your unconscious mind to be it might have been taking it might have had control of this stuff for such a long time that it doesn't even recognize you and this is your archive the sub your subconscious mind is your archive it doesn't belong to anyone else only you have the code and only you can face the night king so to speak you're the only one you have the valerian steel to defeat your unconscious mind and once you do it becomes your loyal and best friend because it wants to be saved this is the thing that you have to understand it wants to be saved it wants to be addressed this is why the subconscious will speak to you in weird in a weird language it will come out in fits of rage it will come out in crippling depression it will come out in irritating anxiety it will show itself and make itself known in a way that at first is a language thanks to science and medicine we cognitively identify as a physical effect but it's all coming from the deep engine room of the subconscious mind because as i say again and i'll never get tired of underlining this its primary objective is to protect and sometimes you are going to have to traverse deep into your subconscious you're going to have to journey into such a deep part of yourself and stand there in the, a psychological house of mirrors and face the fact that you are basically standing in the part it's a part of you and it does look like a temple of darkness and dark rituals that have been going on unchecked for too long well you are jesus bringing light to the temple tired of the temple focused judaism of his time he you are the revolutionary you are going in and you are rearranging and you are sacrificing yourself and you will come out stronger Guys, I couldn't possibly describe what NLP is with all the words in the dictionary times 10. What I can do is try to have a conversation with an expert and that's exactly what we've done. I hope you all take something from this podcast. For me, um, there was a couple of points that I think really resonated with me for, for days and days after and still do and that is the physical effect uh, that you can have on your body this is a conversation about the conscious and the subconscious it's a conversation about mental efficiency and also mental agility but it's also important to understand that the conscious and the subconscious are hopelessly intertwined as much as the mental and the physical body are it's a thing that's been coming up a few times over different conversations on this podcast but I really want you guys to focus on your physical body. Your physical body is the last resistance, if it were. It's the thing that is going to flare up and show you that something's wrong when your conscious mind is not paying attention, your subconscious mind is overloaded, so then it falls onto the last stand, which is your physical body. That's like when things happen there, it's your mind your subconscious your conscious and your physical body all the things that make up you saying you got to deal with it now no more procrastination you need to deal with the thing and also stop taking on people's emotions and energy this is something that we do all the time and we don't even realize it 
every single person you come across are just an amusement park of experience and traumatic decisions and conscious and subconscious shareholding for you to want to get involved in that when you're not even able to identify your own true self and the way that's functioning is just work that you don't need it's something you don't need you're never ever going to have a measurable effect on other people really you can help them you can try to understand them and you can give them your god-given asset of time and attention you can share that with them you can never truly understand where someone's emotional drive is coming from. It is a depressing lack of understanding of the human state, but it's essential to understand it because it's, it's so deceptive. Other people's emotions and feelings are so deceptive at times. You don't know why someone's reacting the way they act. And more often than none, with a bit of time that passes, they don't even feel the same anymore. And you know that's true because you go through the same thing. So you should be a lot wary. You should become very wary about whose emotions and energy you take on. I say energetic, but it's also a synonym for, for emotions. Because you will naturally want to absorb it because you're used to dealing with emotions consciously or subconsciously. Hopefully by the end of this podcast, unconsciously. I haven't been dabbling in this stuff for long, but one of the effects that has come from it is I'm far more conscious and careful about what I allow my senses to get involved in you know like I always avoided the news because I already made a decision when I was younger that the news is linked to sadness and fear mostly fear I associate the news with fear so I avoid the news I don't like watching the news I don't like scrolling the news I sometimes will read local news because I think it's nice to know what's going on in your own garden, but I don't want to know about shit that's happening on the other side of the planet, especially when it's shown in such a fearful way. Because if I start paying attention to that stuff, I'm going to start hating everything and I'm going to start being in a panicky state of mind and just jittery all the time. And I don't think that's a very helpful way to be out in the world as a human being. It certainly isn't going to help me even in my own self. But it can go even further than that. Now I'm really aware of even the voices that I would like around me. I'm wary of the text messages that I'm sending. I'm wary of anything that anyone sends me. And I'm more conscious about the effect it's going to have on my subconscious. I'm throwing a lifeline out into my subconscious. And I'm trying to gain communication and connection with it. I don't need to own it. But I need to be aware of it and I need to understand what it's capable of doing if left unchecked. I think that's enough of a ramble. So if you listen for this long, I hope that you're going to continue listening to the podcast. This person is an angel. I feel like she's helping me bring about a new age of peace. And the information and the techniques that you can pick up in this is like something found in a crash site in roswell this is gold please spend your time to try and absorb the stuff that we've, we've spoken about here this podcast is the reason i do podcasts so enough rhubarb enough talking without further ado guys allow me to introduce mubashra and as an added sprinkle of enjoyment she has a scottish accent i love the scottish accent 
it demands authority and respect and is so parental. So here we go. Neurolinguistic programming with Mabusha. Beautiful human. Enjoy. I'm not gonna lie, they do drag you the way, but it hits harder when you finish late. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I feel you. I feel you. Working life is not easy. It's not. It's not easy, man. It's not easy to make a pound, as they say. Yeah, and you know what? Actually, I was thinking today, like, I was like, I think I I knew from when when because I, I was after we spoke, I was just thinking like. Why do, why, like, I was analyzing why have I chosen business as a, like, a um, niche. And I was like, actually, it's always, because I always knew that when I, like, even when I was 18, I knew I didn't want to work for someone else. Mm. Like, I can't even describe it. Like, I just hated that feeling of someone telling me what to do. And I was like, right. what am I doing this for? Yeah, yeah. Oh, 100%. 100%. Uh, I, I hate working for other people. Like, I'm self-employed. I want to be freelance. Even if someone tries to give, like, talk to me with authority, I, I'll probably laugh. Like, I, can't, <laughs> I struggle. I can't take it seriously sometimes. Uh, and I don't, I think it's funny as well, like, people at work that have an employer or a boss, like, they, they have, like, this weird programmed fear as well mm-hmm. in them. You know what I mean? Like, oh, no, you can't do that. Oh, no, no, you can't say that. Oh, that's so and so. He's the big boss. <laughs> like, exactly. Ah, uh, yeah, it was it was odd um, because I I tell a lie. I haven't been self employed my entire life, but I have been for about ninety nine point nine percent of it. So I've done the working thing. Um, so how did it start? How did you know that you wanted to work for yourself? I think because most like mostly I always did. And it always mm. worked and I was mm. always making like decent money. So I used to, like, I would hear people say, oh, I'm at such and such job and I get this much per year. But it, mm. I don't know, it, 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 it never appealed to me because I think I like to look, I like managing my own time. It was always too much of a trade-off. Um, yeah. But you know what I mean? Hours uh, for money. So, yeah. yeah, but it's, you know, it's up and down. You, you know, one it's it's a feast it's feast or famine when you're exactly. self-employed. Sometimes you might work hard for about four months, like twelve-hour days or something, but then you might just take like two months off. Yeah. So, and then yeah. obviously you gotta be sensible with your money because you don't know what's gonna happen. It's unpredictable. Yeah. So, yeah. Exactly. So yeah. So the pros um, and cons. <laughs> pros and cons, yeah, and programming everywhere <laughs> right so i can't yeah. stop thinking about what you said this morning about <laughs> you re- like you let like you realize something that was there all along right the unconscious yeah what is it yeah. is it are you, so you have a technique you have a technique right yeah i have so you know what so i actually like i've got um so basically i've it's a process that i normally do with clients right so mm. like I'll explain it to you how I would like 
how but the thing is that i need to like see you because the way it works is that i need to observe the person's physiology so if this if this one doesn't if we can't see each other i might not be able to do it like because basically the way it works is that you i you visualize your timeline and then you go back to the past and like you can just release anger on any event that you want just a one-time event and it's just like and you get the resources from the event and that's how it works like the technique and then you come back into now that's a really simple way of explaining it the reason why I thought of that is because when I was listening to your podcast you were describing um like I don't remember exactly fully because I was at work but I like I had an epiphany because you said that you when you in one of your experiences you saw like your like your mom like I was like dude what that's what we do in NLP because if like if I'm doing it with a client I ask them what is the first time that they experienced a negative emotion yeah and then I asked them if it was before birth, during, or after. And then they are... Wait, what? Before birth? Yes, that's what I'm saying. Because your unconscious mind can... What was the second one? During? Did you say during? During or after. Okay. And then, like... Then I asked them, is it okay with your unconscious mind to release this negative emotion and for you to be aware of it consciously? then they can whatever image that they see when they go in the path they're totally dissociated from the event so they're not they see them see whatever they want that they relate unconsciously to that emotion at the event so i was like when you said that i was like what the (laughs) oh yeah but do you get me i get you i get you but the difference is when i was like going through that i wasn't using it as like a tool or a technique yeah However, like it can be used as one, and that's exactly what what you've been doing. In yeah. Order to like yeah. visit the unconscious, or is that you bridge the conscious and the unconscious, and you. Yeah. But, but how though? Like so, because it's it's frustrating, right? Because it's something that's actually quite simple to understand, isn't it? But mm. like when you really sit down, and you think about it. It's like. Well, if it's so obvious, like how come? Why is it so powerful? Like when I'm un- when I'm programmed the wrong way, like why does that work so well? Do you know what I mean? And mm. it is so. You need to have the um, the visualization. You have to actually walk the path and revisit the past, and you also have to imagine it. Is it seeing it in imagination, hearing it as well, and then actually physically walking into the past? So. Not so much physically walking. It's like, because the whole point is that you're supposed to be disassociated from the event. So, like, you're supposed to, like, when you see, everyone sees their timeline different. Like, for me, I just see a line. Um, Like, I used to see a fluorescent line. Now it's just a line. And when you see it, it's like, you can you can add more detail to it. You can make it however you like. It's just it's yours. It's you, it's whatever. It's like your unconscious mind can make it however you want, you know. Why why does the unconscious mind hide from us so much? Yet it seems to be quite easy to visit it and become friends. Because it's trying to protect, like to so we to so the way we've been taught, right? We got taught that 
the main function of the unconscious mind is to protect. That's the key function is to protect and preserve your body. Why why do people forget traumatic events? It's to protect them. Because if they keep remembering the in a controlled way, if they were like, Hi, hey, unconscious mind, tell me what happened yesterday and they get a flashback straight away. The the con like do you know what I mean? It wouldn't yeah, work. It's, it's a threat you... to the unconscious mind's primary objective, which is to yeah. preserve. Yeah, and then your rational conscious mind would never be able to understand because it, it's too slow. The unconscious is quick and fast. That's why it's, it can be a little bit like frustrating because, like, that's why, like, you know, like when we, the way I work is I'm dealing with negative emotion. Most of the time, we don't even know that we're experiencing negative emotions. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? Like, as, when I'm stressed, or when I used to be stressed, I didn't even know. And I would be like, wait, actually, my body's telling me I'm stressed. It's like, because my unconscious mind is like, deleting the Wisha, hey, what are yeah. you doing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sometimes sometimes the big boss has to come to the ground floor reception to to meet people, right? Yeah, I like that analogy. Yeah. And um they, they, so what's the okay. So what's the conscious mind doing then? The conscious mind is like uh it, it it's totally occupied using its little limited tools, you know, touching, mm. seeing, smelling, tasting. And what gathering, intaking information, like yeah, one of those hungry hippos grabbing balls. You know that game, that yeah, game. like that. Like it's constantly just taking things in, and it is it working in a faster way. Like it's pushing things back to the unconscious and saying, "Deal with this, deal with this, deal with this." Like all the time. Yeah, so it's like so. I, I the way I see it is like your conscious mind is taking in the external events. So it's like your visual, what you're seeing, your hearing, even like what you taste smell but that's like 11 bit 11 million bits of pieces of information at once right right but then when that goes to your unconscious mind it's gonna filter it it's gonna generalize like it needs to organize it in some sort of way for you to for you to understand what's happening and then when it goes inside it's like that's why, like, you know, people, if you stand two people in the same room and they see the same thing, <laughs> they're still not seeing the same thing. <laughs> do you get well, me? No. Like, no. What do you mean? So if we both walk so into I mean, a room right yeah, now, you put, we see a red chair. Yeah. So, like, yeah. They could both be thinking, like, so one person could be focused on the sound more. The, the other person could be, like, I have this really, really strong feeling Whoa. something's gonna happen. Do you get me? Yeah, now I get you. Now I get you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that will completely change the internal representation that you have in your mind, and that can change your state and your physiology. Right. So it's so it's conscious mind at the front line, followed by the unconscious mind, and then after that, holding everything together is a physical body as well. Yeah. Physical body is holding it all up as well. Yeah. They're like the ones at the 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 bottom of the Titanic. You know, the guys covered in mm. grease and they're working away. That's the body. The body, yeah. Because paying attention to the conscious is extremely easy because you're doing it every single moment that you're awake. Literally. So yeah, that, that's quite easy. But then 
yeah you got so we're visiting the unconscious basically and it's like yeah it's malleable in a beautiful way like you can manipulate it in a positive way and a positive way exactly and then like you say the conscious is just as important like so for me i'm realizing that now because like i'm starting to see that like when i see the behavior that's unwanted like a lot of the times i will just like justify it i'll be like oh like oh you know what I'll just sleep in today. I, I want more sleep. But then I'm like, wait, <laughs> why are we justifying this? Because right. I can deal with the negative emotions. I'm <gasps> an expert now. Do you get I me? Think, I, think you, I think you just made me realise that I've tried to visit my unconscious mind at points mm. in the past, but <laughs> I didn't actually realise I was doing it. That's what I was explaining to you, like, that when you described it, I was like, this dude is literally doing, he's, like, in touch with his unconscious mind. Yeah. You just, you just need to, like, yeah, make li- a process. <laughs> literally, no, but I was doing, I, I did it today. I, I, even, <laughs> I even did it today, not just, like, in my past. I did it this morning when I was trying to justify something in my head. I knew the answer was no. I knew the mm-hmm. answer was no. I should, I'm not going to do this thing. This thing is wrong. You can clearly see all the consequences of this thing. If you do this thing, no, no, no. But then there was another side of the argument my brain was having, which is, oh, come on, you can justify it. Like, what if, what, what about this? Like, let's get around it like that. And how about we do it like this? And then, the, and then there was a point where some, some third person jumped in and was like, hang on a minute, what are you doing? You know, you're just distracting yourself. Don't do it. Like, do you know what I mean? And that, I feel yeah. like that's kind of visiting the timeline, so to speak, even though it was, it appeared to be like a recent event but um, yeah you do you you can revisit and say hang on a minute what's going on here i like it man it's yeah and i can see how it's achieved in like one session as well yeah that's because when you read that you think oh okay really like this must be amazing um Mm. but i can yeah i can see the strings to the bow man (laughs) And it's so funny because the you know like the the unconscious mind is like the little kid. It's so fast, like uh, it it like comes and goes. It dips in and out, and you're like, wait, what just happened? By the time like I've caught up, I'm like, oh wow, you were telling me something. I'm so sorry, I was slow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny you say that, Babusha, because I f- sometimes I feel like the opposite. Like sometimes I feel like it's. It's the conscious mind that's the little kid, like running around mm. full of sugar, they're taking things and like, take, take this, take this, take this. And like the overlord <laughs> department is the subconscious mind. It's just walking around like the opposite, no energy, like doesn't behave like a child, it's not excited. Like a child doesn't have like endless, infinite energy like a child. And he's just like, okay, what have you got now? No, chuck it out. No, this is not staying. This is not going to help us stay alive. So, yeah. yeah. No, that's interesting, like the way you can see it differently now. Oh, it's such yeah. it's so wild, man. <laughs> Why is it so simple? And it's just been there all like all this time. We didn't even didn't realise to use it. You know what I mean? Exactly. We do you know like that's what I mean? Like we let other people and I like I'm gonna use a bit some strong term, but like I feel like I've let other people almost rape my unconscious mind, and I've allowed them to do it. I'm like, we give away so much power to other people unknowingly, like, because mm. knowing what I know, how easy it is to bypass the critical faculty, 
like I'm so much more aware like of adverts of what I'm listening to even like songs I'm like I used to listen to sad songs and sadness was like a big big thing in my life like that I didn't want to let go of until I chose that look I'm gonna let go of it unconsciously and consciously both and now I'm like I can't listen to sad songs anymore it's so weird like how it like when you deal with it when you get to the root cause and at the unconscious level it like literally changes I don't even know how to describe it like it you change your behavior but in the most easy effortless way like it's not hard (laughs) that's one of the things that's beautiful about it is that it's so simple yeah yeah what did McKenna say Terence McKenna he said that the truth is beautiful and simple but the truthful explanation is way more complicated that's so true and it's like and it's funny because you know like when I was looking back on my note today like I was like okay we'll do the process with you like I've not gone back to the beginning of Mm. like how you see your timeline now I remember when I started my training I was like oh my god this is so complicated this is like I don't understand this like Mm. some people see some people see their timeline like below them some people are inside their timeline and it has different meaning but Whoa. actually me I've changed my timeline I've flipped it so like basically if you see your timeline below you and you're not inside it that means like usually those people are the type of people that time is not really important to them and I've flipped mine so now when I see my timeline my past is like behind you behind me yeah and my future's in front of me and I'm like before I used to struggle with that now I'm like I've switched it so like now I'm on time to appointment like today I was ready for a call at because I knew I had to be on time right it's it's easier to uh, be on time when it's right in front of you (laughs) (laughs) honestly god you can see it because it's in the future yeah yeah Uh, and then and it's like it's it's so amazing because like the way that it happened is like there's a guy at my work he literally like so we have a meeting at half three every day and i'm watching this guy right 328 he just looks up he's like oh i have the meeting i'm like how did this how does he know that he's got a meeting like he it's like something inside him clicks and then that triggered me i was like "Mm, i want to change my timeline just to see what happens and me being me i'm just curious and like if you do it the conscious way it's so much more difficult it's like it's like I don't even know how to describe it. Like, I've tried it. I've, I set alarm, 10-minute alarm, I do one task, and then I'm the next alarm rings, I'm like, oh, my God, it's like being back at school. <laughs> <laughs> like, right, this yeah. way, it was like, I, I didn't even know. Like, I literally go do one thing, and I'm like, oh, you know what? It's been 10 minutes. I look at the time. It has been 10 minutes. It's, like, freaky, but it works. So if the conscious way is boring and useless what, what 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 what's the way you do it by visiting timeline is it is so, there a way to get that skill like learnt instantly the, like so the way to to go to access your unconscious mind like all the time i would say mm, 
asking yourself questions. Yeah. That's like the best way. Like for mm-hmm. me anyway, that's how I've done it. I always like right. ask myself questions because your unconscious mind, what does it do? It regulates your emotions, right? It's because you don't just wake up one day, you're like, oh, you know what? I feel like being angry. No, that's not how it happens. Your unconscious yeah. mind is regulating your emotions. It has your values, what's important to you. And that's how it drives your behavior, right? So you got to yeah. know, firstly, what is important to you? What are your values? And so the way to do that is to ask yourself, like, what is important to me about life? And I know my values in every area of life. Yeah. So if if something, like, goes wrong, like, if there's, like, things that are not right and that means my unconscious mind is telling me something, for me to deal with it, I'll know that, like, for example, like, say this month, I, my number one value is God, Allah, right? If I mm. deviate from my number one value, shit's gonna go down. <laughs> 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 so and if things things start happening around that I'm like okay you know what I need to prioritize that because this is where things are not right so whenever you you gotta firstly you gotta figure out the patterns because the con- consciously behaviorally that's where your patterns are then you deal with the root cause unconsciously that makes sense yeah it does and I was also getting scared that we're getting programmed by like other entities, you know, like that don't have our best interests at heart. But I don't, I don't want to take it there. <laughs> but <I'm> t- <laughs> when you were describing it, it made me feel scared because I was thinking if you were trying to remember God in this month, for example, you're going to use everything you can, all of your focus, all of your energy to make sure that that's exactly what you do. You stick to your task at hand. And if you're doing that through imagining something and staying focused on something, then it becomes critical not to focus on the wrong thing. Or, or or stay too focused by the wrong thing or get hypnotized by the wrong thing because it can mess with you, yeah. right? Um, yeah, I, I agree with that. But, you know, like, so my opinion changed a lot about that part because, like, I don't really have any negative emotions with the manipulation part anymore. So I basically did hypnosis training as well, right? And, mate, hypnosis is a choice. I'm telling you, I've sat in a room, right, each one of the people in the room, like, there were, like, 12 of us, we did scripts on each, like, we, we would read out a script, and really, like, hypnosis is a choice, so, therefore, I feel like, in some sense, manipulation is a choice, just like I told you, right, so, if someone, if you were to say to me, Mubusha, oh, you know what, I'm just gonna make a suggestion, maybe you should just, like, speak a bit more quietly, if you're giving me a suggestion and I'm allowing you to, I'm giving you that power, right? If I leave this conversation today and I think about that, what you said, I'm giving you that power. Am I not? Right. Do you get, am I making sense? Like, because yeah. I've been in the position where people are reading out a script, they saying words that are known to hypnotize you they're giving me instructions and i'm refusing my unconscious mind is like you know what we don't feel like doing this we're not going to follow the instructions mm. it's all it's like we're fo- if we choose to follow the instructions we have a choice so how far di- so how far and in- deep into the mind can these instructions go 
do you think if they if you're receiving from instructions from something else that wants to like infiltrate you as opposed to walking away you know like how you describe you say no mm. don't want to get hypnotized say walking away does you that become like, a practical choice like in yeah every, yeah every like aspect of life like going forward you can use yeah it. yeah because remember your unconscious mind is there to protect you preserve save you it's your it's there for you it will only do what you want do you get me yeah. like so whenever we we say like for like for example i don't watch the news because i'm making that choice consciously that i'm not gonna allow them to like i'm not gonna allow the information that they're giving to enter my brain because it has no purpose it's attention it's attention seeking it's they don't want to hijack your attention yeah however i have no negative emotions around it because if i for me when i'm thinking about negative emotions it's almost like i'll be irrational because because mm. it's not a like it's not I need to... state of mind it's not a rational state of mind is it it's not like a calm yeah. resting place where you can think clearly and slowly and realize like what's important what's not important yeah I right. love how you use your voice when you speak, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, like, for me, like, when I was doing my training, you know, like, I honestly, like, the only way I can describe is, like, although there were a lot of, like, there was a lot of sadness coming up because we were doing coaching to learn and to help each other, um, the the overwhelming emotion was peace. I felt like I was like... Right. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> if, if, if the news is trying to give us something that makes us not even be able to think straight, like, mm-hmm. what's that giving us then? Like, when you feel... When we keep practicing like this and we feel peace, mm-hmm. it makes you, you realise that, like, attention is so important. It's not True. just the senses, like the senses of the arms, you know, mm. to the machine or whatever. But actually, it's 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 more than that, isn't it? It's it's the windows you need to be careful of. So, but you you get quite practical as well, don't you? Like in every single conversation, it's it's like like the emotions removed or something, like, and it's like, how's this going to affect my timeline? Yeah, sort of thing because you're in control of what's to come. Exactly. Right, conventional therapy. So I don't think I responded well to it. Like, it, I find it quite irritating and elongated sometimes because mm-hmm. you are sat in the present trying to understand why you're a dick because of the past. <laughs> yeah. And the best way to do that is to sit down and talk about and try to remember shit that mm. you don't really want to talk about. Mm. And there's a reason you can't remember it. Um, as opposed to this, which is also a form of therapy. Am I wrong? Mm. It feels like this is You're a right. form of therapy, yeah. um, which allows you to look at things like from a different angle, like complete different angle. Like it doesn't matter what it, what you experienced in the past. At the end of the day, you're right here in the present, mm. and you do have a responsibility and a destiny to march forward in time if you are going to continue to live. If time's even a real thing, you know what I mean, right? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're coming from some... Like, this whole thing is, is a projection. 
like mm. from the unconscious mind it has to go through and forward right it's coming from the back yeah. of the unconscious mind it passes through the the gaps of the senses <laughs> that's where it's coming from that's how i'm projecting myself to you right now parts mm. of my projection parts of the way i'm presenting myself even as i try to finish this sentence is that coming from the unconscious mind would you say uh yeah like everything that like every, your behavior is driven by your values so somewhere along the way when we speak like you know that feeling that you get that we had like when we spoke we connected like our values are aligned in some way like unconsciously yeah and i believe that like if because what happens like when and also the other thing is that you know like the when people communicate so like with NLP the way it is is like I've noticed this I've actually experimented with this as well when we communicate like we everyone has a preferred way of like talking or understanding and processing the information like I've noticed like when you even just in your podcast I feel like you're very visual am I right yeah (laughs) and I'm the same I'm totally the same so and that these types of things help us connect more easily i've noticed that like when i'm thinking back in the past with friends with people that are connected with more easily those were the things that kind of you just click compared to someone like that's a little bit like more i would we call it kinesthetic like that's more yeah kinesthetic is like what you feel so people that are kinesthetic I don't like to put it in a box, but I'm going to say predominantly kinesthetic in the sense that they are they're the type of people that will really be sensitive to what clothes they're wearing. They're really, really sensitive to the environment. They mm. can feel things a lot more. And yeah. I've shifted my rep system to, we call it the representational system, right? So you've got, you, you have visual, you have auditory you have auditory digital which is thinking what you're thinking in your mind you have kinesthetic and when you meet people that are on the similar i you could say wavelength i don't know what you want to call it but if people are like (laughs) (laughs) there's no words because these these types of things are not really like um research you know what i mean yeah Right. So, <laughs> no one gives a shit about yeah. friendships. <laughs> like, they don't care about people getting like getting on the same on the same wavelength. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, and then the other. So it's like the, your top two mean uh, rep systems, that representational systems, you can call it, um, are the ones that you you prefer to communicate in. So when I'm communicating, I know that I'm going to be, I usually, I'm a big thinker and I'm very visual, but I've like changed them around as well. So if I want to, I can be a little bit more kinesthetic. I can be like, like me. So you asked me a question and I've gone on a tangent, but the reason why I said this, because I've changed this and I've tried to flip it so I can be a bit more kinesthetic because I know that my mum prefers that prefers to be like that she speaks more slowly she's like very aware of what's happening 
and (laughs) (laughs) she's like and for me it wasn't important if food was hot or cold I didn't give a shit and then when I changed it to be more kinesthetic I was like oh you know what I'll, I'll just heat up the food and I noticed the difference in the taste that I didn't notice before. What are you saying? Like, You've been eating cold food for most of your life. I don't care. In the past, I wouldn't care. Cold, hot, it's going in my mouth, it's coming at the other end. <laughs> <laughs> but then when I changed it, I was like, I can genuinely like taste the difference. Before, I would heat food and I'd be like, it, doesn't, it didn't make a difference. Oh, it makes <laughs> such a difference. Honestly, it really does make a difference. Certain foods you want to have warm, for sure. But yeah, like, imagine not being able to taste the difference. That's where I was before, until I realised, actually, you know what? And now I get why people do this. <laughs> it's not like a, a ritual. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So when, like, when is there, like, a point earliest in your life that you remember realizing this stuff worked or did it come much later in your life oh much later i know like some people are very aware of these things like how you were saying like you go in and out um i think for me it came much much later Mm. but like i think for me the the thing is that i always have like dreams like so i've always been very kind of like a deep thinker so i've like I would get dreamed and then things would happen that I dreamt about. Yeah. And now I believe that's my unconscious mind preparing me or, and in some way, God as well. Um, like, I feel like that was my unconscious mind preparing me. Look, this is what's going this to, this is what's coming. Get ready. <laughs> do they, do, do you ever do the opposite of that? Do you ever feel like you're going to have a dream and it's going to tell you a prediction of the future, but then the future doesn't happen? <laughs> Does that ever happen to you? To be honest, not really, because it's... And then we get to choose, like, it just... The dream just comes. Why, have you ever had the opposite? Uh, Sort sort of. So I've imagined, (laughs) like, for some reason, I've had a sort of... um, A sign saying to me, what you're about to think is going to be a prediction of the future. Like, I try to... I try to change it. I try to sort of jump in and change my present like there mm. and then um mm. but yeah it, it it never it never happens like mm. it, it's, it never comes true like but i always feel like i have some sort of power and i'm like okay this is going to be a prediction of what's to come but then unfortunately it doesn't happen and it doesn't come <laughs> so mm. yeah but that's not like jumping back in timelines or whatever that i think that's like something that happens like in the present moment in the present, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, I think for you, it's like you're, you're doing it like in and out in present moment quickly, <laughs> which yeah. makes, which totally makes sense because that's how it is. When you, like, the unconscious mind is really quick. It's slick. It's fast. That's interesting, actually, though, because, it, yeah, it's like how quickly can the unconscious mind work? Because... If you imagine in a timeline, and like you said earlier in this conversation, mm-hmm. that you you used to imagine it was below you, mm-hmm. and you flipped it, like mm-hmm. if you are already imagining your timeline behind you, which means you're te- mm-hmm. you're you know practically speaking you're facing forward, mm-hmm. can you use your unconscious mind at that point of, of the timeline? Because that's the 
as far north as you could possibly go in the timeline because you can't go further into the future than you've actually existed, right? So when you, oh, oh wait, you're right, okay. <laughs> like, for example, if I'm saying, I don't know, I'm about to have a thought and that thought's going to be a premonition mm-hmm. and that's going to predict mm-hmm. the future, that is that me mm-hmm. trying to manipulate the unconscious mind like in the present moment? Yeah. Or have I just I mean, gone off on a stupid tangent? I mean, to I think I get where you're going with this. To an extent, you are right because I can set goals in the future. So and I and I've this is what we were speaking about this morning, right? So just to give you a visualization of exactly what it was, I put a goal in my future that I can see that I'm. I can see someone, right? <sighs> And I'm sitting somewhere and this person speaks to to me. They they say to my left, they're like, oh, you really changed this person. What's happened? Right? I just hear hear that person say it. Um, Actually, no, I heard it through my right ear, right? I made this image myself, right? I made this image of a goal because at work I wanted to practice coaching, right? So I made a goal that this guy, he's going to change and I'm going to help him, and my manager is going to say, wow, what have you done, right? Just to give you the detail, I put that in my future, so ahead, like, ahead of the timeline, I put a specific date, they're the process that you have to do, because you have to make sure that there's no, um, it, that you're in control of how you achieve that outcome, it, that's really important. Um, yeah, then so it's they, like conscious, right? Like yeah, a, yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. like almost the conscious. This that's what I mean. Like the conscious part is slightly harder because this part is easy. Putting the goal in, right? So I do the conscious part, formulate my goal, write it out, and then I read it. I make a picture. I see the picture. I hear the sound of the woman saying, "Oh wow, he's really changed." I put that in my goals, and I shit you not. Like a few months later, all I did was one take with this guy. I helped him for free, oh, and then. I'm like at an event and my manager is sitting there to my left she's like wow what have you done he's changed and I'm like the only difference is that I'm hearing this from my left ear and not my right ear no (laughs) it's so freaky man that's insane you really want to like start experimenting with this stuff like instantly like straight away yeah yeah it's oh man it's such an asset I haven't even <laughs> thought about going forward and setting goals and stuff. But I was wondering, yeah. like, do you, like, do you visualize this thing that's going to happen, like, constantly mm-hmm. or often enough? And then you just wait for it to come to you. But your unconscious mind is keeping track of it, sort of. Yes. So, so like, well, basically, right, this is where your unconscious mind is so smart. I would realize that I have the formula that we got given by our trainers, I was actually doing it wrong. You're supposed to see your body in the picture. So you're supposed to be disassociated from the event. So you see yourself and the event happening. That way your unconscious mind will want to chase it for it to happen for when you set a really amazing goal, right? Whoa, it's like pray for the unconscious mind. Yeah, right? And then I actually, like, I didn't do it that way. I I was in the picture. I was seeing it through my own eyes. Um, it still happened. Like, so <laughs> it just goes to show that it's like when your belief is so strong, which, again, beliefs and values come from the unconscious mind, uh, it can change your behavior. It can drive 
it literally happened and i'm still fascinated to this day how fast this stuff works <laughs> right you must have like um such a deep understanding of your own unconscious mind at this point i do and I, I, there's so many layers to it though like so there's like i know that my friend the way that she she does it is that she's like she knows that her unconscious mind is the inner child so she visualizes it all the time she's she like just speak to it like see <sighs> see that child within you and and when it when you want get the resources from it it's come there on, baby, to <laughs> come on <laughs> I'll pick you up. Don't worry. It's safe. Crazy man. <laughs> um, what about swish? Did you hear it referred to as a swish? Oh, huh? Swish. Swish. So I, so I tried. My limited under my my limited knowledge of this programming of NLP mm. was that song. By Mr. Traumatic, which I sent you earlier. Yeah. yeah. Which is crazy because it's like a rave song. <laughs> but the lyrics are good. Everyone go check it out, please. Um, but then also, there's a guy called Tony Robbins. Tony Robbins is like motivational speaker. He's just like this huge hench American God save the Queen action figure type hero. Um, <laughs> there's no queen in America, but you get what I'm trying to say, right? <laughs> yeah. And he looks chiseled from every angle. And he's this crazy motivational speaker. So he just goes around the world giving lectures and just motivating people and changing people quick and effectively. And they do it all by themselves. So, uh, yeah, he's the one that mentioned this. And um, if there's something that like, you're, you can visualize in your mind and you know it's giving you trauma or you just don't like it and you know you don't like it because you've seen it come back again and again and again and mm. it fucks with you. Mm. to put it lightly um so you mm. you want to get rid of that mm. what he suggested was that you imagine that thing that comes back it's a visual thing so it's, it's easy for you to imagine it and you instantly mm. swap it with a beautiful image yeah or an image yeah. that, or an image that you do want to see and you enjoy seeing it can be anything mm. and you make that image really really small and mm. it's great and there's no color to it and as soon as that image that you don't like comes up you switch it, you focus switch on the small image, it's great, it hasn't got any life, no colour, and then you bring it to life. Visually, yeah. you see it visually. Um, and you focus on that, and you do that a few times. Um, yeah. And there's, fast, there's so many things about that, which is interesting, because one, it gives you automatic control. Mm. It gives you a lot of independence over your own self, which can get a bit wild at times, let's be honest, it can run away <laughs> with you, can't it, sometimes? Yeah, constantly chasing yourself around, um, and like you say, just the goddamn speed, like, and how effective it is. Like, it's just so quick, you know. It's like rapid. It's like, oh wait, shit! Like, if it's this easy, let's just keep doing this. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Unless there's a reason why someone uh, has trouble accepting this sort of method. Like, if they don't like this method then you know, god like that's not cool like because what you don't want to be more chilled out like you don't want to have a bit more control and feel like you're, you're, you're you again but i feel sorry because for people that i feel sorry for people that may struggle to take it on because it's it's so useful it's such an interesting technique and it doesn't deserve to be called a pseudoscience as well 
Have you heard people yeah. call that a pseudoscience? Like it's not a pseudoscience. It's barely a science. Like it's weight. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's, there's nothing to study. This is about feeling, right? It's something different. Um, yeah. From what I, I mean, it's a method of understanding, deliberating, creating mm -hmm. a conclusion and stuff. But it's not, you know, science in traditional speaking terms. But then, do do you not? So you know, I'm curious to know. Like, so you know, when you did your research on NLP, mm. right? Were you like, did you find studies that proved that it works? Like, that were convincing. Yeah. So, phobias. Hmm. phobias is one yeah um that i don't know a lot about that i know people have said that it's been used to cure phobias pretty quick yeah. um which is interesting i suppose that one in a sense is going to be another visual aspect of things right because yeah. probably if there's something you're scared of you can visualize it um yeah. actually having said that you could easily hear something that scares you as well right um, true, true. But then that this is where I was gonna say, if you want, we can do something like if you if there's something that you wanna like eliminate in the moment, I can do it with you. So I've taken it to like the next level where, like, <laughs> because I experiment, like first with the visual, you can make the image black and white, take it away from you, make it small, see your body in the picture. You can even make it still gray right then the next level is do you hear you ask yourself these questions right so you ask yourself are there any sounds that are important what direction is the sound coming from make the sound m mute it ask your unconscious mind to mute it and you you literally take it away <laughs> you disassociate <laughs> that <laughs> yeah um, i was doing it as you were saying it then and <laughs> that thing that I'm thinking of, it's there is no sound to it. It was always an image. It was mm. always an image. I don't know how it became planted in my unconscious mind. I want it ripped out, root and stem, mm. like completely. It does disappear. It evaporates slowly. Mm. I believe it will anyway. So the only thing with this is this is not getting to the root cause. Like, so, because I've done this this multiple ways, right? Like, you can do this wish. You can even do it for what we call limiting beliefs, right? So, a limiting belief is, like, basically, a limiting belief comes before a time when you made a limiting decision. So, say, like, how do I explain this? The best way to explain it is a lot of the, a limiting decision is something, a decision that you make that prevents you from being your the best version of yourself and when you go to the time that you made that decision there was a belief that was formed in that moment in time and if you want you can even eliminate the limiting belief so because and because the way your unconscious mind does things is that you'll have a visual for a belief that you know is true right like for me when I if I if I ask someone okay do you believe in God they'll either say yes or no right mm. and for me when I think of that yes when I see that image the location of it is going to be somewhere totally different to something that I don't believe mm. and when you switch things like I mean I feel like I'm explaining this very fast but it's it's so fun because I played with it like 
So you just you're just switching the location of the picture to where. So say I want to believe that I'm a really good communicator. I'll just take a picture of me communicating well, make it big, bright, colorful. Uh, I'm actually seeing it now, like, and then I put it in the place where the picture was mm. of me believing in God, and I make it really big, I make it huge, I make it real, and then I click it in place. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. So a few finishing touches. I'm gonna have uh, like incredible amounts of happiness. I'm gonna feel peace. I'm gonna be relaxed. I'm gonna be exactly what I want to be. I'm gonna be doing the thing that I've always wanted to do, and I'm gonna be dressed in a nice way too. Because <laughs> why not? Like, and you just that's it. Sign it off. Watch it fly away. It's, it's sparkly. It's dazzling. It's going. You know you're gonna see it again one day though. Oh man. Seriously, I, yeah. I, I, I didn't realize how much I was doing it. I thought I was like, um, I thought I was like self obsessed, like <laughs> you know what I mean. But I wasn't thinking of myself highly as I was there in the moment. Like, yeah, I'm Adam. I'm me. I'm so good. It wasn't like that. It was more. It was more like, oh, I wish I could be hit. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, I, yeah. and and if I was there, like this is what I would be doing. This is, and this is the this is the respect. <laughs> the respect i would receive like if if i could just become that person oh man love it and then you can even so like i actually find it less easy to do the swish like i i prefer doing like just one like mm. to start with that's how i started because I, I think it can be a bit complicated when you're starting out like for now that i'm advanced i can like swish so i'll put a limiting belief in there and i'll put it in a place of a decision that or of a belief that i don't believe right so for me that picture is like so it's, it was me walking home from school and i was doing philosophy and i realized that actually you know what god does exist right um and this <laughs> nice <laughs> Yeah. Just, just walking out from school <laughs> philosophy's done yeah you know what definitely exists <laughs> yeah like, i'm telling you the deep thinking started early trust me you want to, you want to win it there mate <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like so and then at the same time i had the realization that wait this whole stuff is that i'm studying is good but it's also nonsense i don't believe in it yeah. and whenever whenever i want to like not believe something i should i've done it for like because i i realized so you know how you're speaking about like consciously right i realized that consciously a lot of the time i would say oh i'm stupid oh i feel so stupid i that's a limiting belief I heard it in my language <laughs> well, I yeah, made right. it. yeah why did you keep saying that to yourself oh i'm so stupid <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're making yourself stupid, like in that moment. Exactly. That and your unconscious minded listening is like, oh, you just said that. Okay, let's just make that true. There, uh, there, there was there was a guy at work the other day, right? And I walked into this room, and there was this young mixed race kid working with this older white guy, and mm. they were having this debate about what's racist and what's not racist. And mm. obviously, the guy, the white guy, was saying it's not racist if you mention the word monkeys, because if, if I mention the word monkeys and you instantly associate yourself to be like that, then you're offending yourself. And, Fair point. Right. And obviously, I'm not 
why like I'm a mixed race person myself so I was just standing here watching mm. thinking hmm. Hmm. <laughs> logically I do understand <laughs> I do agree with him logically <laughs> but <laughs> I, like, I I'm definitely going to take his side yeah but it reminded me of the NLP right there because it's kind of mm. similar like that way of thinking is like it's a it's association things as well isn't it um yeah. like when you when you recognize like behavior patterns and stuff and I got that moment, like, and I've been having these moments, and I didn't realize I was having these moments until I met you. <laughs> but <laughs> it's all about refining it a bit more. And um, yeah. like anything, you have to you have to focus on something if you want to make it into a masterpiece. Exactly. And I would rather try making the story of you into a masterpiece if the world's going to end anyway, right? <laughs> it's such a relief to know that I'm not a narcissist. I do imagine like good <laughs> things for myself and you, you know what like to be honest I actually felt like so you know my growth actually came from speaking because like I used to feel like me speaking was me being a narcissist <laughs> like and that was like the biggest biggest growth and I always say that whenever I speak I'm like people ask me like Musha what advice would you give I'm like speak because like we spend so much of our time thinking on like but like for me anyway personally I was like oh when I speak I'm just be like why why would anyone want to listen to me like what have I got to bring to the table and now it's like it's flipped when I don't speak people are like can you like say something to you? <laughs> <laughs> they're waiting for me to give my like bring my opinion to the table I'm like wow right <laughs> But that comes from respecting yourself, right? We go around, like, in this world looking for people to respect us, but we're not respecting ourselves. Mm. <laughs> and until we do that, like, it's never going to happen. Mm. And it's a bit of pill to swallow, man. Like, you're just going to have to... It, it is. Like, you, you're just going to have to let go of all that trauma, mate. I'm sorry. Like, it yeah. hasn't served you well. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's like, what's yeah. the point in holding on to it then? It's just dead baggage. Exactly. Really? Because if you can bump into that shit and it can affect the way you are 20 years later, well, let's bump into something better then. Exactly. Well, then it's so, like, so, like, one realisation I've had is that this can go so deep because, like, I realised recently that actually, you know, like, how you were just speaking about, like, you dip in and out. I think I actually changed my reality strategy like so I'm laughing because it's a new learning that I've had recently but like basically when we lost my dad I think I changed my reality strategy to not accept and that was like we call it a double bind in the sense which means that like no matter what you do the client is not going to be able to move forward because they're not willing to there's something there that they're not dealing with right and that's where you have to get to the root cause and I'm realizing now that at the time I changed my reality strategy because I kept thinking in my head, like I'd have, I'd force myself to have dreams that things were back to normal, dad was alive, everything was fine. Like I wasn't accepting what was really happening. Am I making sense here? Yeah. <laughs> like that double bind is, is ne it was necessary. Like, yeah. For a period of time, it all worth yeah. more. It required further investigation like deeper investigation into the unconscious mind yeah yeah um, yeah and, and mm. now now that i think about it like i realized that actually 
because I flipped my reality strategy, I was like not willing to accept it as a coping mechanism. Not n- anything that happened from that point wasn't gonna be good enough because it wasn't meeting the the reality that I had created in my mind or what I wanted. And it's it's so freaky because I only just realized that recently. And like, was for me like the sadness was a big big thing that kept coming right. The, like and when you after when you get you get to a certain point when you do this these techniques you realize that the emotions are normal it's okay to feel negative emotion mm. but when they keep coming over and over like it you see the pattern you hear the pattern like and you just you want to deal with it but you have to get to the root cause like and for me i've noticed now i'm like the reason why I kept coming back was because of that reality strategy that I had created. Like, every time something good happened in my life, every time something bad happened, uh, it was always, oh, dad's not here. And I, do you know, it wasn't a conscious thought. Like, I didn't even know I was doing it. <laughs> yeah, right, because there's nothing to remind you of it, but it came from somewhere. Yeah, like, there, there were times, like, uh, now that I think about it, there were times that I would be, like, making decisions and I'd be like, oh, what would dad do, right? But I didn't even know I was doing it because it was in the back of my head somewhere, like, in all these thoughts that were, like, leading me to to make the decisions. And then now I'm like, wait a minute, he's always been in my mind and I just didn't even know it. I didn't acknowledge it. <laughs> Like something's incomplete in a way as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like <laughs> yeah, like there's a there's a reason you can't let go, you know. Yeah, and they say like so for um like when we were doing our training, they said that the biggest like so once you've dealt with the unconscious mind, the environment becomes really important. It's important to be in a good environment. It's like how like if someone's dealing with like domestic abuse, right? If they keep going back to the same environment, they're not going to be able to move on from what they've dealt with. Mm. So, like, for us, like, we recently moved house. Like, so the last place where we, we had our last memories with Dad, right, and mate, like, it's so true. Like, moving here was the hardest thing, but also the best thing for us because I think that those memories are... Like we're creating new memories in a new way now. Whoa! You've t- you've you've changed you've changed the profile picture. <laughs> like, I don't know what to say, man. <laughs> yeah, fresh start, right? Yeah, and also yeah, exactly. at the same time recognizing that environment is a factor, whether we like it or not. We're taking in environmental observations at the same time, right? And if we keep returning to those environments, it's going to be a direct pathway back to that unconscious mind. And it's going to make you start feeling things. And sometimes you'll be like, oh, I don't know why I'm feeling these things. Oh, maybe it's because of this or that. And you go, you go down some rabbit holes and nothing changes, you know? When all that exactly. time, it was, there was a reason. Yeah, there was a reason yeah. you were holding on. What exactly. do we do having to live in such a weird, trivial existence? What's the best thing to do? What's the best thing to do? Um, I think the best thing to do is to ask yourself questions like, okay, firstly, you need to know what emotions you're feeling, right? So 
that's the first step I would say like the major emotions that we the negative emotions are anger sadness fear hurt stress guilt right most of the time when we're feeling them we don't even know right by the time you recognize you're in the emotion you're it's almost like too late um yeah yeah. <laughs> you, can't, you, can't, you can't back out now mate <laughs> you commit <laughs> oh god <laughs> so, like i would say the the first thing you need to recognize what you're actually feeling and be aware of it because most people don't know like what they're even feeling they don't even know that they're stressed <laughs> right you don't realize that your body's stressed out bro well the way I would, the when if your body is stressed, be aware of like so, like the way our trainers taught us, like in the morning when you wake up, don't just do meditation just for the sake of it. Nah, do like check in with your body, check in with Literally. your mind. Hundred right? percent, yeah. Check yourself more than your phone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Instant peace, man. Yeah, and if you, if you, so when, like, okay, so peace, right? The best way to feel peace, this is another technique that I do, right? So we can do it now if you want. Do it with me, right? Please. I'm going to do it as well. So if you look, just look ahead in front of you, pick a spot on the wall, just stare at that spot. And as you're looking at the spot, so I can see um, my vision board in front of me, right? Um, And then... Just keep focusing on that spot. As you're focusing on that spot, become aware of what's on your right. What do you see to your right? Just become aware of that. As you're focusing on the spot, notice what's to your left. Are you becoming aware of what's to your right and to your left, to the periphery of your vision? And do you feel, how do you feel? I feel calm. It's like stillness. Man, yeah. How is that? It's a place you want to hang out, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Do it anytime. Like, literally, like, I do it at work. Like, so, if I feel, if I feel like I'm getting, if it's getting to the point where I can feel the physical symptoms of stress, that's the way I like to describe it. If you can feel it physically, it's really, it's the end point, Yeah. So I'm like, okay, Mbusha, just I just focus on one spot. I look at that spot and literally there is like nothing in my mind that mm. comes up and I'm just calm. Yeah, it's like taking back your driving seat or something. Mm. It's like, yeah, hang on a minute. Like, no, 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 I'm in control here. 100%. I'm, <laughs> right, I'm writing this shit live. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> yeah, it's, oh man. I'm going to do it more. I'm going to do it more and more, I think. Yeah, you have to. I think so. It's a, it's one of those things, like all these things that I'm saying, for me, it's a daily practice. I pick one thing. If there's one thing I could advise people to do from this podcast, take one thing, even if it's just peripheral vision, practice it every day. It will literally change your life. Yeah. No, I can see it being highly effective. And it's, mm. and it's fun as well. Like, as, a, as far as techniques go, it's just like, oh, wow. Like, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's just a simulation, man. Like, I'm going to change my avatar, like, whenever I want. Um, it gives you an unbelievable amount of control back as well. Like, mm. it instantly eradicates, like, the unconscious. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, all the stuff in yeah. the unconscious that you 
don't want to be the driving force. Exactly. You know, it gives you a yeah. hang on a minute. We're writing this stuff live. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, it, please go ahead. It's like um, I think that when you're in that state, like, you know what I think of? It's like so for me the the so when I was doing my training, right? Like, I was all like I was just crying. I was like, oh my god, like, cause I've been on the pilgrimage, and for us, like, when we look at like the Kaaba, the black box, that that's exactly the feeling that I got. The so we have a belief that when we look at it the first time, any wish you you say. God will make it come true. Mate, when you look at it, like, in that moment, nothing comes to your mind. And that's exactly the state that we're going into, except we're doing it in the form of a technique. Hmm. Am I making sense? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're visualising everything, even though it's nothing. And yeah. it's not the thing, it's the state. Exactly. It's There's something about the state, right? <sighs> state of being i mean not the state state <laughs> like, yeah when I... and that's where this is where it's like it's um we say like you can change your state at any moment in time you can choose whether you want to be happy or whether you want to be productive like i don't like these things where people create like their identity around like negative things they're like oh i'm a procrastinator i'm like no <laughs> no 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 no. What, what, what you mean to say there mate is uh you experienced some procrastination at one point yeah. in the past and for yeah. some reason you just just you want to put that card out today you want to be that person today but that's yeah what's it doing mm. for you right like what, what, what's that doing for you saying that you're you're the, this is the thing with labels in general they have this yeah. they have this overpowering nature about them like they mm. they they they, hi, they hijack they hijack the seat, you know, and they say, "Oh no, I'm gonna be." Is it what? Is it, what did you call it before, Mubashra? Was it a limiting decision? Yes, limiting decision. Yeah, yeah. it's like that. It's a limiting decision. Um, mm. Yeah, it's like there's there's something about us. Like I don't know what it is with like human beings in general. Like we love to like calculate things, and and like we believe in in the ego so much. Like, mm. like it's uh, this, like the central point of existence for everything, but it's just irrefutably not. Like mm. it's just not like you're fully aware. Like your conscious mind is is fully aware of the existence of everything else in the world and everyone else in the world. Mm. Yet you refuse to let it take control all the time. This is actually an argument for the conscious mind, right? The NLP stuff. Yeah. to take full control like and see how long it can ma- maintain control because if you keep keep if you keep your unconscious mind in check in good condition and it's and you're letting it thrive till its full ability so it can do what it was designed to do which is keep you alive then exactly. you can do even more with it it won't it just keep you alive it will it will make you feel happy exactly it ca- it does have that power i feel like it has that power you know it does. And you know, ultimately, what do we all want? We want to feel peace. Mm. I think that's that's what it comes down to, right? Whenever we're in our lives, day-to-day life, running around, doing a hundred things at once, ultimately, as human beings, we strive for peace. And this is like, 
a way of achieving that in in a controlled way, in a way that you can at any moment in time be like, okay, you know what? Actually, I choose to feel peaceful right now. Yeah. And you just enter that state. So, like, for me, mindfulness and meditation is not, like, because I know, like, usually right now in this day and age, people are like, oh, let's wake up and meditate. For me, it's not that. Same. It can be done at any time. If anything, like, so, like, to put a realistic context, right, for <laughs> me, when I used to feel stress, I would end up crying, right? Yeah. Because that was my strategy. I didn't even know that some someone said so, so this is how it like you if you work with a coach you can uncover your strategies right so my coach helped me uncover my strategy for stress he was like okay so someone would say something and then i would look at them and then i'd be like oh my god i don't know what i'm doing and i would literally just burst out crying and i was like i don't know why i'm crying <laughs> like it, it doesn't make sense but that was the pattern right and where was I going with this? Like You were discovering the moment why you were bursting out crying, effectively. Yeah, so, like... And I totally relate, the end, by the way. Right? Like, I, if you look at the end point, I'm crying, it's too late, right? My coach said to me, Mabusha, just, if you feel someone say something and you're, like, feeling like, okay, you know, like, this is going to happen, like, I'm starting to get dressed, walk out the room, just walk out. You have a choice. And it's the easiest thing to do, but we choose not to do those things. Why are we so, like, hopelessly doomed when it comes to trying to look after ourselves? <laughs> like, I feel like we're just so stubborn sometimes as well. Yeah. But that is, is, yeah. that, is that the ego stepping in because it's got this weird, false need to protect itself because it believes in itself exactly. so much? Like it steps in the way and says, no, 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 no. You're going to remain attached to those things, whether it's, you know, I'm this label or that label or I'm traumatised or I'm this or I'm that. But you... I think it's also, like, it's also part of, like, like, are you ready to really deal with that emotion? Because if you really, really get to the root cause, it's going to be deep, man. Yeah, right. Yeah, no matter how deep like, you've gone with it. No, something calls that. No, something calls that. <laughs> and sometimes it can be horrible down there. It can be dark and yep. grimy and spooky. Yeah. And there's weird things flying around like demons completely black mm. and there's just they got you can but you can see their eyes mm. but you have to show them the light exactly. show them the light and some of them will disappear Beautiful. and it's so funny because like for like <laughs> i've only recently found that because it's like i'm not i'm the type of person i'm like oh i have no fear right like for me like i say my prayers and i'm i just have this belief that i'm protected right and then recently i've realized that it's like a lot deeper rooted because when you start like delving into it when you start becoming more aware of your thinking and how you're feeling physically and internally you become more aware of the pattern like so yeah. i've noticed that i if someone says something they're like Mbusha, i have bad news i automatically fear the worst right but in that moment in time, I'm, I'm not even aware that I'm fearing. I'm just thinking, oh, like, I'm anxious. But actually, the, the fear is there. Mm. 
and I'm here I am telling people, oh, I don't have any fear, you know, I'm a Muslim, I just say my prayers, I I only fear God. But right. <laughs> I'm experiencing only, Yeah, only God can judge me. <laughs> it's so honest as well. Yeah. And you know, truthful things, really truthful things, strip naked appear exactly the same underneath. Mm. And that's when you know it's true. So there's nothing to be guilty about, even though the unconscious mind, if it's got too many bugs up in there, then mm. it'll keep it'll keep trying to say that, like to protect itself. And be like, no, no. Exactly. But you have to go back and be brave and reason with yourself or for, like you, but in the past, because <laughs> things hide from you as well. Like sometimes, like you said before, like it pops up, then it disappears. Then it comes back and then it, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's a lot to think about. <laughs> it is. And you know, like, so, like you were asking how can you, like, use this in day-to-day life? Like, the the easiest way is asking yourself questions like, um, okay, what, how do I feel today? What emotion do I feel? And then logging it, like, because the way that we've done it, it's like we logged everything. And then when we came for a session, we'd literally be like, here's all the shit, clean it up for me. And <laughs> <laughs> like we give it to, to our coach. Like when we were doing our training, we'd be like, here's all my shit, clean it up. <laughs> and and that's how it started. Like from how I said, like, become aware of your language, of how you're describing yourself. Like, how I would be like, oh, I'm stupid. Like, I don't say that anymore. It's so interesting because since I've, like, switched that belief, mm. like, whenever I, I even say the word stupid or someone else says it, like, <laughs> I, ha- I like, become so aware of it. Like, I'm like, oh, oh, what context are we using this in today? Hmm, this is not what we believe. <laughs> you are, you know what, you're so lucky, Mabusha. You're so <laughs> lucky, yeah. Because, like, you're, like, out surfing the ocean, of the unconscious, like dealing with some real shit, you know. I'm like mm. in the kiddie, like paddling pool area, <laughs> you know, like the water comes up to like even my knees. Like I'm still imagining when I'm doing swishes, I'm still thinking of images, just shit that just distracts me and irritates me, like and <laughs> bugs me like all the time. Like, I'm obviously I must have a very simple mind, like you said before, that you think I'm visual, but like when I imagine these images like they always come back you know they're like it's like a game it's like a shooting game at the fun mm. fair or the carnival you just want to you just want to sh- hit them shoot them down but it's so hard to get them sometimes um, do you ever ask your unconscious mind why it's presenting them because enough's enough <laughs> that's why i know exactly what's going down 100 mm. percent. yeah it's saying like yeah max capacity brother mm. like sort it out Mm. Um, but and then what do you do about it I think about it way too long <laughs> and I overthink <laughs> things and I waste a lot of my time thinking honestly mm. when actually it's not so much thinking that matters it's the actions as well you know um, exactly. actions speak louder than words the maxims are mm. true they're true for a reason poetry mm. is true for a reason you know things that hit quick and hard but mm. beautifully simple there's a reason it's just such an effective way of communicating, you know? Mm. And this is like that. It's like poetry. Talking to yourself in that way is like poetry. 
read by yourself yeah. to yourself and yeah yeah yeah, it, yeah and you know that, that that's what manifestation is right because yeah. my mom believes in this stuff right so she's like this guy is telling her like you do meditation and he's like okay give yourself a command and you tell yourself okay i want money give me money give me money but i'm like they're just talking to the unconscious mind i'm like mom i do this like every other day yeah. you just when you speak with a, a child with authority the child will obey you <laughs> you're just speaking to your unconscious mind with authority and that's what it takes sometimes like you know like to click it in place that's what it takes you gotta be like right stop it we we're dealing with this and then that's it we're not dealing with it again yeah 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 100 percent. like that's why the way i like to think about it is like the parent and the child relationship like mm-hmm. that that situation because mm-hmm. the the way the conscious mind thinks is very quick and dumb and simian mm-hmm. you know it's very like uh like ape-like you know, yeah. and it's pretty slow actually as well, um, but it wants mm-hmm. to act fast, if yeah. that makes sense. Because yeah. when I say it's slow, what I mean is that it doesn't think. That, don't get me wrong, that's what I mean. Like it doesn't think, but it's fast in the sense that it, the, the decisions that it makes, it acts quickly because it's Quick. it's only got like things to touch and things to see and things exactly. to hear and things to taste. And I guess things to feel as well that is also a sense right tactile touch right that's still a yeah, sense like totally it's a sense so those things all put together into the costume that is your body um that's getting dealt with by the conscious mind like that only knows one direction and that's forward you know and also it only thinks in a, in, a, in one way which is present 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 because yeah, it's forced to do stuff you have to wake up and breathe like we know we will not wake up one day, but there's no choice in breathing until that day comes. Exactly. And with that comes a responsibility, I think. And yeah. it is a bitter pill to swallow, but it's not a bitter pill to swallow. It's the ego that says it's a bitter pill to swallow. Mm-hmm. But in reality, it's not because reality as it exists presents itself to us in a way which doesn't give a shit about the individual, like at all. This shit's ending no matter what you say. Exactly. Which means something else is coming. That future's getting written or is written. Mm. So you might as well think the same way. Exactly. Because if you do think that way, sorry. And you like, so, so that's the thing, right? Like, you might, some people might have like, a fear of the future like so you know like attitudes <laughs> i've got a quote in front of me that says use my strength to transform my future if it even if it's going towards an unknown pathway problem is that so i believe right that yeah eventually we're all gonna die but mm. the future is unknown right yeah um and this is like this was the old means the reason why i kept going to the past was that the past i know what's happened in the past right yeah there might be some events i don't know about but like i can make an image if someone tells me mabusha this happened to you that happened it's it's familiar the future is unknown and it was freaking scary at the start like accepting that that yeah i can put goals in the future 
but I don't know how they're gonna transform. I just have the belief that it will happen, you know. But then it comes back to how. What is your reality strategy of how are you accepting that? Like, um, does this make sense? Hundred percent, hundred percent. Like re- okay, this- reality strategy, like it's a really yeah. good way of putting it, and it's like also like reality realization. Mm. As well, um, yeah, like a cold truth. I don't know why it always feels so cold. It's not cold. Like this is not. I don't know why I'm keep saying that it's cold. Like I don't know why it feels like it's so hard to accept sometimes. Mm. But then, is that just yet another trick of the ego trying to protect itself? Mm. Like, oh no, you're gonna die. This is all you've got. Mm. But yeah, it is all you've got. Says the unconscious mind, so yeah. so look after it. <laughs> and then and then that's why it's so important to have a purpose because you know like when you hear like someone like Tony Robbins or like these big motivational speakers or even like you know like celebrities, they've made some sort of a mission in their life, right? Like because I think there's levels to this, right? Like the level where I'm at right now is that I'm part of the system like and I'm trying to get out the system to be an entrepreneur which is the next level then the level above that is where you are part of bigger causes yeah so you can be you can do things for a bigger purpose and if you notice like big speakers or celebrities they always say stuff like oh my mission in life is to do blah 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 right they've they think that their presence in this world makes the difference and just even if you take that little thing and make that like a part of your life you make one statement where you're like you know what when i'm present with my family i make a difference to their life right that completely shifts your whole world like it can literally transform your day your week your month your year (laughs) right yeah you need you need a grand plan like yeah you do you need to think big with this stuff like it can't just be uh quick fixes you know things to like resuscitate you out of a depression depressing situation for example yeah or remove some weird image from your head um or um try to get over something traumatic that happened to you you know Mm-hmm. Um, you got to think once you've dealt with all that, like where you want to be, you know. Because if you've spent all this time examining the unconscious mind and repairing things and making some renovations in there, then then you got to get back in the driving seat and think, okay, where do I want to be? That's what's so amazing about it. It feels like it's like a return home, you know. Mm. And all this time, you know, you've been thinking that home was an external thing, you know, it was an objective thing, but yeah. it wasn't, like, it's yeah. totally subjective, and it can come all the way back home, you know, <laughs> it can stay within <laughs> you, like, home is where the heart is, well, your heart is right in front of you, and with you, mm-hmm. keeping you alive. I don't know who started to feel with the heart, you know, like, when was the first time people, like, do you ever think about that? Like, when people started to think with their heart, or maybe when people stop thinking with their heart and they started to use their brain too much. Mm, yeah. 
Um, yeah. That's actually, like, something I want to do. Like, I want to go into, like, um, so once I've done, like, my trainer's training, I want to go into Reiki and the chakras, like, because, like, in, in Islam, like, for us, the heart is where everything starts. If you purify your heart, your soul is purified. So, like, that's where... I want to dive deeper and and get more knowledge on that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't... I mean, all this stuff comes together. Uh, There's, like, uh, perennial wisdom in so many Mm. different schools of study and different religions and philosophies. But it... NLP seems to be one of those universal truths and I think it's going to be a perennial truth and anything like anything that brings you back to the attention of your body or brings you back to the attention of now is invaluable like just generally speaking even if it's not acting as an antidote to sickness like a mental illness for example or just someone that wants it's not where they want to be so the effects of it are unbelievable neurologically like um it's such a radical way of thinking yet at the same time it's it, it always deserved like attention mm. like it it presents itself in such a truthful way chakras it's interesting that you mentioned chakras yeah. actually because they do say with the root chakra the root chakra that thing has to be grounded. It has to feel like it, mm-hmm. it's connected. So a lot of the times you might be sat trying to visualize that you are well connected to the earth, whether you're sat outside on the grass or whether you're sat in your own home. Mm-hmm. I've done those exercises before and it's it's a visualization exercise technique rather than it is a meditation. There's no plunge into the mind, you know, the conscious and the unconscious mind. Because even meditation can easily be seen as like you have to swim through the conscious mind in order to get to the unconscious mind. But this thing yeah. is like the direct path. I can't stop thinking about it. I'm I'm trying to tell you about chakras. I can't stop thinking about how effective it is. So the root chakras, they need to feel grounded and stuff. And when you start giving them attention, um, you start to feel physical effects like straight away. You start to feel more, you start to feel stronger actually yeah and there's many chakras i don't know about all the chakras there's one that is related to speech and language as well yeah there's all sorts of schools of thought on language itself some say even beginning to talk was the beginning of our problems Mm. you know maybe language itself is a problem it actually in some ways it is because you know like there's like a lot of nlp is about the the way that so, like, the, a lot of the techniques, the way they work is that you describe the problem and you blurt out everything related to the problem. And then what you're doing with the technique is you're changing the word, the way that you see it, the way you hear it, the way you feel about it, so that the prob- you blow out the boundaries of the problem, right? Because in our mind, we've, like, associated words, verbs, nouns, 
Like, we've made that problem in a certain way in our head, right? And you can actually, like, you can change those words and say them back to yourself in a different way to kind of screw with the unconscious mind and to blow the boundaries of the problem so it does so you like so it doesn't exist (laughs) that's the bit that's so fascinating as well like the way that it can be eradicated so quickly just by having that conversation with yourself yeah with yourself um does it really work then like does that part of you disappear or does it does it actually radically change forever yeah like so like for example like so it's like um it's that part is like the linguistic right so you can do the thing that we do like quantum coordinates where if it's not a and not b like i have to get my diagram out like so basically if i say okay um is it the visual recall and the auditory construct and the auditory recall and the auditory construct? No, this is different. This is like, so it's like a square and then you have A, B, not A, not B, right? So, and that's what you're doing with your problem. You're almost like putting it as it's not A, it's not B, not A, not not A, B. <laughs> so for example, I've done this to myself, and even just seeing it is kind of screaming in my head, right? So I would write down, okay, what was the problem today? Today, I felt like uh, no one was listening to me, right? So what if I were not to feel no one was not listening to me? What? Like, my mind's like, what? <laughs> no. <laughs> Do you get me? Yeah, yeah, what? The, very... <laughs> the old unconscious mind, how dare you? <laughs> Do I need to remind you of your place? <laughs> so you actually have a conversation with yourself like that. Yeah. You're like, yeah. And I, I'm what? like, <laughs> oh. yeah, it's like, because I'm blowing out the boundaries of the problem. Literally. There's only so many. And the, and the stupid dam, like, is not even that bit easy. It's like, it's so easy to destroy it. It's not like a strong dam, like a Hoover dam in America where it's holding like billions of gallons of water in it. It's like a beaver's dam. <laughs> the argument is so pathetic. Like you can just kick it down like lolly sticks, like the sticks that you get after an ice lolly. Like it's just so, it, it has such a weak structure. And it's like, that's so beautiful yeah. what you said. <laughs> <laughs> well, what if we don't feel like that? Then what? Wait, what? <laughs> literally yeah i've never been challenged like this <laughs> you know what i mean and, I love, and that's when you're like holy crap this works yeah right it's like um why would you want to reside in the conscious mind when you can reside in the unconscious mind because the unconscious mind is actually where everything goes down that's like sleeping in a king-size bed like a brand new king-size bed super comfortable would you rather sleep there or would you rather put all your attention in the conscious mind, which is like sleeping on an aeroplane? You would never make that decision logically. For, be, mm. like, do you know what I mean? If you were thinking, what's the needs for your physical body in that moment, all you can think about is what's comfortable. So your focus is mm. and energy is there because you stop thinking, which is a convenient doorway into the dream world. 
which is probably yeah. where the unconscious mind takes a bit more control. Like, right. <laughs> right. You jump so many levels. Literally. Like, that's the next level, isn't it? Though, where you're not affected by the world, right? Like, yes. it's, just, it's a death. It's, but you're still alive. Yeah. That's the thing. You're yeah. temporarily, uh, for a short period of time, you're dead. That's what's happening. You're laying there and you're dead for like six or eight hours every single day, but you're alive. Mm-hmm. Like on the inside, you're alive. And the unconscious okay. mind is sat there, like going through all the mail, you know, like all the fan mail, just stacks of it on the table. Yeah. And it's just going through all this shit like, God, have you seen that film Inside Out? The Disney film. No. Oh, you need to watch it. It's so good. <laughs> Honestly, this film is so good. They basically show you what's going on inside the mind of a child, and it looks like this sort of, co- like an aeroplane cockpit on steroids. There's all these controls and dials and there's screens taking in her auditory data and her visual data and her senses, and there's these different little figurines that are in- can take control of her, and they represent emotions. So there's happiness, joy, sadness, anger. Um, oh, yeah. The protagonist of the movie is obviously this girl, which I think her name is Riley. And mm. the other characters in the film are the, the emotions in their head. And uh, the lead uh, emotion, Joy, I believe it's Joy, always wants mm. to take control of Riley because she wants to keep her happy. So she seems like she's in control, basically. And they have this like control panel, which is the, uh, representing her conscious mind. The whole film is about them having this massive adventure in the unconscious mind, and they go and visit <laughs> Riley's islands. They call them islands, yeah. um, where she had like really beautiful memories, like the first time she uh, scored a goal while well, her parents were watching her play football, stuff like that. You know, typical proper happy cherished childhood type stuff. The film's like a sort of coming of age film, and it shows different emotions taking control of her which is interesting because it's kind of true. Sometimes there are different drivers in the driving seat and interesting where like emotions come into this because they seem to be so thick um, Mm. and tangible that Mm. they're not received the same way as visual and and Mm. auditory data. Do you know what I mean? It's it's taken in a way that it it hits the, the front lines, which is the physical body, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it also comes out in that way, which is why when we are emotional, there's always some sort of physiological effect, mm. um, positive or negative, when you're feeling like shit because you've been feeling low or you can't stop crying mm. or you're really, really upset. Um, chances are that's having a physical effect on you. Um, or if your emotions are up and down, even when you're on a hype, like you might have like you might feel really good in your body that's a physical effect also yeah so yeah they're intrinsically linked like your emotions and your physical body and you don't need to learn this information every single person who exists experiencing the same thing presumably um Mm. for for the most part i think i'm gonna i've written it down i'm gonna check out the movie like I love how you see how it's like that the conscious mind is like the driver, <laughs> like the unwanted driver. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or oh, it can be trained. Yeah, it can be trained because it's so it has so much potential. It just it's it sells itself 
like cheap you know mm. like it takes on too much stuff that it doesn't need to take on and some of it it's not his fault you know because you've been dealt with the same examination tools and uh, senses to experience this mm. reality your whole life and at one point in your life you were really really small how's a like, three or a four-year-old meant to take in an adult who's completely screaming and shouting or like or or maybe someone like dying in front of them or something you had to witness mm. it your body had to witness it True. and your your mind must have stored it because it was empty at that point, right? Presumably, it didn't have yeah. it had a lot of free space. Space which it was inevitable that it was going to get written. Like you're going to yeah. experience, you're going to identify. You're going to identify at least with yourself from the moment you open your eyes, right? Yeah, yeah. And you do forget yourself. You forget the happiness and innocence of a child, because back then you didn't know it was such a bad world, you know yeah you you didn't you didn't have the the cognitive set to to understand what that even means so it's not a threat exactly. you know and that's why you're happy yeah. because you were untouched they say like um when we're dealing with the negative emotions it's from the age of zero to seven so that's when your unconscious mind is developing kids are how do kids like know what they're feeling they just take it on, like, from what they see, what they hear, you know? Mm. They don't really know what sadness is. They just know what they're going to get out of that emotion, right? So, and that's why, like, a lot of people's behaviour, like, do you not see, like, some people, you're like, oh, my God, why are you being, like, such a child? Because a part of them has never let go. A part of them need to grow the F up. <laughs> they just don't know it. <laughs> That part of them that, like, for me, like, a part of me that, like, when I had my when I had my illness of my epilepsy, like, part of me got attention from having seizures, from being able to be like, guys, I'm going to bed, I'm just going to go do my thing. That part of me didn't want to grow up. So it was like, you know what, let's just keep, keep this going. Let's just keep the situation going because they're serving us right now. Hmm. And that's how, like, the emotions can drive our behaviour and we still choose to let it keep going because we're like, oh, you know what, actually, it's serving us right now. And that's okay too. Hmm. Like, if it's if it's serving you in that moment in time, I, I wouldn't judge. I don't judge. Like, and I say, there's the thing that we say, like, you can't judge someone from their one behavior for the rest of their life right i think that would be such an unfair thing to do this is this is the procrastinator thing again yeah yeah it's a it's a label but it's not it's not it doesn't have anything to do with identity it doesn't have any place at the table just because you did something once like in a reality where you're going to be doing things for the rest of your life anyway Exactly. So you shouldn't be dictated by your past at all. Mm. It doesn't have as much True. importance, right? Yeah. Um, well, we, we live in a society where we, like, where we judge so much. And, you know, like, in my experience, speaking my truth, like, has so, is so therapeutic. Like, just seeing what I feel or what 
is my opinion is and they the you know the psychologist Jordan Peterson he said that he's like they, if you don't speak your truth there will come up time when you'll pay the price for it and I'm I feel like I'm at that stage now where like I see people just judging and I'm like oh my god like and I actually made a decision recently I was like you know what I'm just not gonna say anything because I feel like they're just gonna put me in a box and be like we don't understand her point of view but now I'm realizing there's a heavy heavy price that you eventually have to pay if you don't speak your truth so it's so important like who you're surrounded with like what type of people you're around that makes such a huge difference yeah you can't hide from the truth forever you can't and and the people represent it in different ways like i've met like thinking back i've literally every single person in different phases of my life i've met that have dealt with death and until now it's like now i'm like finally finally accepting and dealing with the grief i've you know like my reality strategy it it gets to a point where um, because you don't want to deal with it the same cycle keeps happening over and over and you're like why is this happening again oh my god why is this happening again and then you it gets to a point where the pain point gets so bad you the low is so low you have to deal with it so i've learned that you know what i know that if i don't deal with like say if i like right now recently i've had like physical pain right i'm like okay i know if i don't deal with this it's gonna come with a crashing burn so i've learned to recognize the signs well before it gets to that point nice (laughs) (laughs) yeah that comes with a lot of practice though that comes with you know like and uh, and the thing that happens when you clean up your stuff is that you have to make sure that you don't take on other people's emotion and I'm so aware of that now. Like, I'm like, even when I have a good day, oh like today was a good day. Yes. After, yes. Yeah, after a conversation, right, my day went well. But I was like, let me just check myself. Was it, am I allowing other people to influence the way that I feel? Like, say I didn't have the conversation with you and say someone at my work had a bad day. But I have had a good day. <laughs> yeah, that's where love steps in. Mm. and says no they're going through the same thing <laughs> well and that's when you have to let go of the self yeah yeah oh god so many times i wish i had heard this information before <laughs> like you could take on somebody else's emotions so quickly like so, so charitably and it comes at a cost um because you take it for everything but in reality it's nothing because it's just it's just another it's another point in time for them they actually the, the, the only thing you can do when somebody else is really really upset or really really down is try to be there for them responding to their emotions and not recognizing that they're just going through something that you've gone through um mm. you're just repeating the same thing and it's it's also quite nice to realize like other people even though we're so separate in so many ways we're we're also so united yeah anyways and you kind of look at people as like kids with cash or babies with cash Mm. like we're all just the same thing that was trying to take on information from when we were born 
with no volition at all. Like you have to live, you know. Exactly. So yeah, it's it's deep, man. Is and you know, like I I also think I feel like you know, like and this come sometimes this comes across really bleak, right? So like I never said this until like most recently when I started speaking about like losing dad and like basically like so I've worked since the age of eighteen, right? But I ev like as a student I was working. And I would never ever tell colleagues about my personal life, right? I was like, I'm just not doing it. Like, even in school, didn't tell. Like, I had friends, but I, if I'm honest, I never really truly really explained to them how I felt. Like, it was always like surface level bullshit. It was like, oh, I'll tell one person this, someone else this, and that's me. Like, just unloaded like partially. <laughs> right <laughs> but like and then like where was I going with this I forgot yeah like so basically I, I just had a visualization of a, a specific event like so I was speaking to someone and I told him like I said I said to him I was like I think in some ways when you see someone like leave this world it's like it's like it's almost harder knowing that you have to keep going. Like, mm. I feel like in some ways they took the easy way out. We've still got to keep going in this world where, like, you're bombarded with, like, a million things at once mm. and you got thought that information, process it, go through it, deal with it, you know? Mm. And the alternate, <laughs> in my mind, is peace. But to get to peace, it's, it's less easy a lot of the times peace is not yeah. the easy easy state to enter yeah right 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 to be like to be responsible and attain that peace you do have to live in an honest way and living yeah. living in an honest way is admitting that you're not the center of the universe and mm. i think you come to that realization with these nlp techniques because it's like an unpicking of things that are stopping you from being your true self or for example a limiting choice a limiting behavior um and you stop yourself doing stuff like that because something triggered you and it was like i don't enjoy this experience and because of this experience i'm going to go this way left or right but there was always a choice to make there was yeah. always a choice to make because there was infinite possibilities in the universe of you. So many of those possibilities were actually affected by like external things as mm. well. Like again, environmental, like environmental factors are such a huge factor. And mm. it's it seems unfair. There's so many abstract things like that can affect your own existence. That it, it makes you question how important is one existence then? Like, where does it fit into the story? You know, and why? what's compelling us to be good? Like, what's compelling us to get to this point where you realise that you have to basically live a life like as if you don't exist? Because ultimately, mm. the only thing you're going to get satisfaction from is probably seeing others at peace. Because most of the things that people experience that are painful and stuff like, I know people say, oh, you could never imagine the pain. You could never imagine it. 
you don't know what they've been through. Yeah, could be true. Mm. But then also could be not true. Like everyone's idea of pain and definition of pain is completely different. You know? Exactly. So because if you, if you become hardened at a young age, then it won't affect you the same way as someone that's never seen it before. Mm. Um, but who's to say who's experiencing a bigger level of pain do you know what I mean so you it's 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 almost inevitable to walk through life you are going to get bombarded with things that quite frankly will try to bring you down Mm. and it's having a cognitive effect on you and it's having a physical effect on you can't stress the importance enough of the physical one Mm. because how often are we just concentrating my favorite form of meditation is someone took my hand and told me to just focus on that mm. you know and I was like focusing on my hand and stuff and I was like nothing's happening <laughs> what are we doing <laughs> and they're like yeah but feel it like what does it feel like and you you start to feel your hand and then you kind of realize wow how often do I just feel my hand mm. I don't think I've ever done it yeah wait so you know what you said is what I <laughs> So I what you said is what I did, but like in a different way. So like so when I wanted to change my predominant rep system, like so basically, first I think I'm very visual now, right? So before I used to be even more visual, and then I used to be my next one was auditory digital. So I used to think a lot in my head, and the, the thinking was not serving me. So I was like, shit, like I need to change this. So it swapped from the visual change and the ad became even more predominant and it got to the point where i was like thinking in my head and i didn't even know i was thinking so i wanted to change it to kinesthetic kinesthetic was the lowest and so i would just be like sitting at work and i'm like okay how do i feel right now what do my clothes feel like right now oh like these and i got to it like it's just the weirdest thing like one day i was putting on my socks and i was like wait, I can actually feel that these are inside out. I've never had this feeling before <laughs> because it was never that important to me. Yeah, literally, literally. And <laughs> another amazing effect of it is that you enjoy exercise in a different way. Because mm. when you have a different relationship with your physical body and the organs mm. and everything in it, like you notice it more. Um, yeah. Like any physical exercise, like running outside or gym or yoga is another amazing one like you connect with yourself in a totally different way yeah um which is another like simple basic technique like it makes you feel so stupid sometimes like that's one thing you are allowed to feel stupid about like, i know you said you remove those <laughs> phrases from your lexicon but sometimes <laughs> it doesn't make you feel stupid like the, the, the best things in life are definitely free i don't know sung that song <laughs> but it's true <laughs> like it's, these maxims are definitely true it's so weird because like since i've done that like my um, when you say stupid man because it's my like beep like what's happening here you better be aware <laughs> yeah yeah and the, the, the stupid thing like it falls asleep like it falls asleep all the literally time. and when it falls asleep it's still active like it's yeah. literally keep going and like harvest all this data all the time and like be like ah oh, you know you know what like i'm just gonna keep hitting the snooze button but it keeps it yeah. up in the back door yeah like it's worse when you're in your younger years your developing years yeah. at a time when your brain is like 
cute and squishy and spongy and it's like absorbing data and forming neurons like at a quicker pace than it ever will ever again for the rest of his life mm. um but that shit continues like throughout your life but you can't like it gets quicker like the brain gets more more powerful yeah like this is the thing we're dealing with like some really sophisticated state-of-the-art wetware mm. And that's mind-boggling as well, if you'll pardon the pun. It is. Like, to get your head around existing in general is just like, that's another, I think there's another practical philosophical exercise which makes you stop and think a little bit. Otherwise, you're just not, you're just not behaving in a conscious way. There must be an etymological reason for the word, but the meaning behind the word conscious, right? It literally means present. Like when I think, when I think of the word conscious, I just think present. Yeah. Um, like when I think of nature, I think natural. Yeah. Um, so yeah, these like these techniques are life changing. I think I'm gonna wake up tomorrow and just like smash this out now. Like I'm actually looking, <laughs> I'm looking forward to the next time something crops up. Something cropped up earlier today, and I felt like I could have dealt with it. <laughs> but I just so, yeah. so what's like one thing that you're gonna consistently practice after a conversation today i think i am going to get busy on that timeline yeah i'm joking <laughs> like that excites me like that really makes me think like that makes me see the film like in imax like the film of my life in imax mate that's what it feels like and before i was like I was like hidden under the sofa trying to watch it through the on a, <laughs> of a matchbox, you know? So I'm going to, yeah. uh, the question is like, can I be strict with myself? Like, like, can I stick to it and, and try to make it happen? I think in some unconscious way, I knew this shit was real, uh, but I just wasn't yeah, yeah. able to act on it, you know? Uh, so yeah, I pray to God in heaven. Like, God help me. You remind me of my, of my friend, like, because she, she, like, well, my friend had another friend who said that she already, like, did this stuff. And she was like, yeah, I, I do it. I already know about this. You're just doing, oh, like, you're just going to do the technique version of it. Okay, fine, just for the sake of it, let's just do it. Like, because <laughs> when, you, when you say you're going to do it, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, in my head, like, because I'm, like, obviously, like, being trained, like, start to end you gotta do the technique you read the script this 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 but actually like where I'm at now that is what I do <laughs> I just like if I feel like sitting down I don't even just do like single emotions anymore I like because let's be real like emotions don't just come in ones they you can get multiples I do like a gestalt what we call a gestalt right like mm. where I'll just write down okay I feel this this and this like angry sad and I feel hurt and then I'll go on my timeline and meet the, the stuff that comes up. It's like in the gestalt, because it's like... What is gestalt? You, I've heard that word before. Gestalt is when you form like, I don't know the exact definition of it, but I know in the practical sense, it's when you have like linked more than one emotion to a memory. It's like your unconscious mind is created like a, like a ball. It's the way how I visualize it. And when I'm getting rid of it, I just ask my unconscious mind, when was the first time you felt angry, sad, or hurt? 
and are you ready to release it today and be aware of it consciously and then I ask myself whether before during or after birth and then I go back and like it's like it's the freakiest thing because it's like you think that in that emotion you only felt in that event you only felt one emotion but actually it was more than one and it goes a lot deeper Mm. and a lot of the stuff like in the past it's not even our own emotion it's stuff that we've like taken from other people our perception (laughs) literally like because we're hopelessly enchained to one another like we're always going to be communicating with each other and it's just so easy to take on other people's uh data it's effectively the same Mm. stuff like that's their own they're going through their own thing they're like you said before with the chair in the room you know like you walk in and you take it in visually and auditory i I walk in and i take it in in a different way i like everyone's dealing everyone's dealing with the same thing um so it's, it's it's critical that you remain like steadfast in being aware as much as you can um yeah like that's so important i'm just thinking back to my own timeline now like even as we speak which i should probably reserve for when i'm alone <laughs> otherwise we're going to get our timelines <laughs> into intertwined <laughs> And that's not going to be helpful because it's already bloody complicated enough as it is down there. Um, but yeah, that feeling, I'm thinking of that feeling, like that moment where you realise, God, it's like, it's effective because it's like a shutdown. It's like an instant power cut to that area that was previously providing like so yeah. much energy towards yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. And it just seems like insurmountable that it would be able to be shut down. You know, it's like if we were to be able to just take out North Korea now, like not not gonna happen. <laughs> he is a bit mental, <laughs> and he might use it. Yes, <laughs> like you're gonna have to deal with it. But yeah, when you find like the back door and stuff, like it's crazy. Like there's it's like a. I do not think it's crazy that like like when I personally like so basically I did all my training, got my certification for master practitioner, and I came home and I was like, you know what, like what's like my science mind kind of you know conscious mind like started switching on a little bit and I was like wait like what's like the evidence like because I don't actually remember like the exact details that they gave of the evidence behind it they just explained what it is we because most of it is practical because you need to practice the stuff right Mm. and to the theory I would say is not as important so I was like, okay, what's the theory? Like, what's the evidence for it? And I go online and I'm like, I got lost in the details, but I never really found proper evidence. And I was like, what? Like, how is it possible? <laughs> like that that this is not proven. It worked. And I like I'm I'm not just for me, for other people. Like the, I do one little thing. Sure, <laughs> sure. The the reason for that is simple, yeah. When mm. people learn this shit they realise that writing mm. stuff down is a waste of time. Like, there's no need... They realise what? They, they don't... They realise that writing stuff down is a waste of time to a degree mm. because you're not so interested anymore in trying to be someone. So there's mm. so there's that side of it as well because you might have been spending all your time writing stuff down and believing in yourself so much that you don't... Like, you don't notice that stuff is out there, but it's out there. 
which is like a law of attraction type thing like until you start believing yeah. in yourself and like realizing that there is a different path the path becomes more presentable and visible mm. to you which is interesting like the way you were describing things like realities or think or like grand goals that you want to get towards like you start to see stuff manifesting <laughs> basically yeah. for want of a better word like in front of you and in, like you know in, in it plays out in real time yeah like it literally plays out in real time yeah um, yeah 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 and it's crazy because you it's crazy because it makes you realize that like nothing is that important we place so much importance on our values and our goals but but when they actually physically manifest you the feeling that you get is like okay what's next <laughs> wow yeah do you get me yeah because your unconscious mind is the kid. It's like, we knew that. We, like, like another example, right? I, I wanted to put a poster up at my work. And I again, it's a system. It's very, like, you know, rules, regulation. So I had to get permission, da-di-da-di-da. I had to go to the head of site manufacturing leader, ask for permission. And I got to a point where I was like, you know what? I'm too sick of the conscious bullshit. I'm just going to put it in my timeline. Mm. And then... I'll do the action, I'll put myself out there, I'll be out of my comfort zone, whatever happens, happens. And literally, within like a week, the site manufacturing leader, she came to me, like her name, Dan, she was like, oh, you can put your poster up now, we didn't We didn't even need to ask the lawyers, I, I think it's fine. And I was like, my uncle was like, yeah, we knew that was going to happen. And I was like, what? <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> like I still remember I was standing there like and because now I'm like listening to my uncle's mind I'm like you knew like really you knew and and I was like what's next I'm bored (laughs) (laughs) yeah see if you look after me treat me with respect I'll look after you (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) yeah but you've got to be honest with me (laughs) exactly exactly (laughs) oh mate it's been an absolute blinder honestly thank you so much for the conversation it was so nice you're welcome i learned so much yeah if you if if you want to like get in touch and like i can do like uh um like if you want to do like a video call i can just do like one um like a you know like one script just so you can get a feel for what it's like yeah 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 <laughs> Just because I need to see your face, like, that's the way that it's supposed to be. Like, because basically when you're in the timeline, yeah, it's important that you don't go into the event because a lot of people, when they go inside the event, like, unless there's a reason for going in there, you can get lost in the emotion and you don't want to relive, like, a traumatic event for no reason, right? Mm. I'm getting very like technical about the process here. No, please give I'm, us I'm, give us I'm, tips. I'm <laughs> like I'm sure there's going to be people that listen to this that would want to know how to start doing this stuff. Yeah, yeah. So like, even if you're like looking in your timeline, it's about not going into the event. You got to stay out of out of that event and just look at it to be able to get the learnings. And you can just ask yourself, you know, like, what is it that I can learn from this event? that will help me in the future and even just that is gonna change the way that you think about it Mm. the way you see it the way you feel about it and literally it will completely change your perspective 
it will like then and when you rephrase the questions it's all about because this nlp is all about language right so when you ask yourself how will i behave differently in the future <laughs> the change is already happening in that moment literally and it, it it's the key like it, it's the key yeah it's the key to the unconscious the key to the unconscious mind is the conscious mind and when you take control of that yeah. thing the conscious mind which is far more robust rigid agile flexible it can serve out what you need to, what needs to be done in that moment you don't go down that path you take mm-hmm. like back full control and stuff um yeah and do you have to so you visualize that point in the future just to go over this before we end so you visualize that thing mm-hmm. that you want in the future whether it's a small time goal or a big time goal and you don't go anywhere near that event obviously but you you set about on an odyssey to get there yeah so like you just put make that picture and then view your t- make that picture see it and then hold it there then you see your timeline and you just put put your picture in the future in your timeline i've put loads of goals in the future and it's so weird because the unconscious mind knows where they are <laughs> no <laughs> it's like a breadcrumbs <laughs> it's like leaving breadcrumbs in the forest for the unconscious mind to follow <laughs> yeah yeah this is so cool it's such a cool thing the best thing i think is is the values because right like me right now the reason why i'm here is because i changed my values like i changed my values were uh like for business it was money success growth challenge and i can't remember the fifth one but basically I realized that I was challenging myself and pushing myself out of my comfort zone, but it wasn't getting me success and money. I was like, what? So, like, nah, something needs to change. So I've changed it to, like, my number one value that's driving my behavior is now a strategy because everything has a strategy. The way that I speak, I have a strategy in that I'm thinking something. I'm, sometimes I have a visual sometimes i hear do you get what i'm saying yeah like we have a motivation strategy we have a productive strategy that's why you that's why when you visualize you know when you talk about changing the state Mm. and you see that picture usually a lot of the time what happens is you see something and it ends in a feeling so our values are similar our unconscious mind has stored them as images so when I change my values, like they're one behind another, the images, mm. like I can change them to whatever I want. And it literally, like I was trying to network before and I couldn't find networking groups, couldn't find the right people, couldn't find, change my values. And literally like within a week, I was booked for the whole, I had a full big week booked of events wow. that I was looking for. And I was like, what? Why? I was doing it the hard way. I was making my life difficult. I just got to check in with my values and I'm good. Simple as that. <laughs> like, that's it. So you just ask yourself, like, you ask yourself what, like, whatever area in your life you want to know your values for, ask yourself what is important to me about life, business, and just keep writing down whatever words could that come up. It should be big picture words like growth success or purpose you know Mm. and keep writing down whatever comes to your mind till it's empty 
and then number just just do it really fast there's no right or wrong answer after that once you have your list of words you number them one to whatever whatever number of words you have the top five should be your top five values and you can test it because that's what nlp is about it's not just like oh you do a technique just for the sake of it you test it so like for like my values for my relationship with myself are transformation confidence excitement growth and challenge right so I read back the words to myself. I'm like, okay, Mabusha, if if I were to challenge you with a project where you'd get growth and you feel excited and you're totally going to be confident and get transformation, do you want to do it? And my unconscious mind, like, yeah, I want to do Take it. Take the bite, yeah. If you get Take that bite, response, mm. yeah, let's do it. And you, you get that response, like, oh, my God, I'm excited. Go for it. That's your top five values. If that doesn't work, you can switch them out and you can check which one works. So there's there's, there's there's enough like cognitive space to chase five of those values at once. Every- yeah, and you know, this is the freaky thing, right? So the reason why I'm doing business is in the NHS, they have five values. And I shit you not, right? The way it works is the exact same. So it's like your values are driving your behavior, right? And I know that for a fact because I've changed them and it's affecting my behavior. Mm. When you, when I was working in the NHS, yeah, like, although you know that, oh, like, patient safety is the most important thing, it's a different feeling when you're working and you're thinking that. Mm. Do you get where I'm going with this? Yeah. Like, they've used this shit, but they're just not acknowledging it because... I I don't have that same feeling when I work for other companies. Most other companies they have like they have values, yeah, but you're not working to them at the conscious level because they're not d- embedded unconsciously. So yeah. in my last company, people were like, "Let's build relationship. Let's build relationship." They only followed one. Here, it's quality, quality, quality. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> like. And I've tried to say to them, I'm like, guys, you know, like, the five values that we operate at at the unconscious level, but they just want to do it. They don't want to do it the unconscious way. <laughs> yeah. Because the unconscious way is probably going to come across a little bit new agey or, like, therapeutic or something. But it can be, a, if it can yeah. be applied on the micro, it can be applied on the macro. Yeah. You know, if there's a conscious, then there's an unconscious if there's a collective conscious, exactly. there's a collective unconscious. That's why it's so important to gather up the collective unconscious exactly. using all of the conscious minds responsibly and effectively. But we exactly. are miles away from that. Mm. It would seem- there, there are situations, like, I'm telling you, like, NHS, they're big time using that, like, because I've never had that before, like, I'm like, and it really, like, literally, I had to think about it, like, I was like, wait, like, why do they have five values, like, and I was like, what are the chances that the NHS has five values, and the fact that when you're operating in the physical sense, you're like, oh, I can't breach patient confidentiality when I do this task, how is that possible? (laughs) Like, if anything, you get the pay in the NHS is, is the least. It's not the greatest. People should be breaking rules, in my opinion, but they're not. <laughs> what were you to, uh, when it comes to practice practicing mental health? Yeah, like, the, 
like the values of the that uh, each organization operates at every nhs has five values like every hospital will have five values and they're simple they're not like the, the how other companies have it they're really simple and easy mm. to follow yeah it's not like increase productivity by 55 percent, make an extra xxx billions as we did last year or take business transglobal <laughs> It's not like that, is it? It's like success, aspire, protect, stuff like that. My mum also works in the NHS, so shout out to mum. So I'll I'll be asking her about that tomorrow. So what's the five five values at your hospital, (laughs) mum? Yeah. She probably won't even know, but if you ask her, like in the sense of like, if you look them up yourself and be like, oh, mom, like, do you do this and this? Like, when you're doing this task, are you thinking at this of this and this value? They won't even know, but they're operating to it. It's the weirdest thing. And I only know because I've experienced, like, I've experienced the way of doing it myself, if you get me, as opposed to being in the environment and just being put in there and doing it without realising. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, another example of of the unconscious at play. Mm. Well, this has been the longest podcast I've ever done. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, it's all good. Um, We loved having you on here. Would you come back? Of course. Okay, cool. All right. Do you want to mention any websites or socials? Yeah, so I'm on LinkedIn um i'm very active on linkedin if anyone wants to reach out um message me i'm happy to get in touch cool i think people will want to get in touch i'll put the link in the bio yeah cool 